Welcome to Coca Cafe for the 19th day of July, year of our Lord, 2023. So glad you could join us. Let me begin by saying what I usually say at the end. I really love you. I really thank God for you. Your willingness to listen to this old man share his thoughts on, on Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit and God's love for us really blesses me, and I wanted you to know that. I was hearing a, a gentleman I, I follow on YouTube talking about the number of people that, that watch him just because he's able to say that he loves people because there's a lot of people that don't hear that enough. So if you haven't heard it today, I love you and I thank God for you. And I love God for making you who you are. And so we're looking at Paul's letter to the Romans that goes along those lines. Chapter 8, verses 12 to 25 of the New International Version of the Bible. And I'm getting this uh, title from the actual passage or the subheading of this chapter in Romans called Present Suffering, and I added the verses, Future Glory. Are you ready to hear God's word? I am. Verse 12. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in His sufferings, in order that we may also share in His glory. I consider that our present sufferings, hear this, folks, I consider that this present suffering are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but in the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies, for in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. And we say, gracias a Dios. Thanks be to God. As I sat down to write this, I had this <laughs> incredible thought. If I told you that Amazon, Amazon.com, that place that we've come to trust and eagerly order from, what if I told you Amazon 
was working with top doctors from all over the world to make it possible to change a baby's delivery from nine months to next business day. You wouldn't be surprised, and you'd probably believe it. Saying, mm, that figure. Why? Because that is the kind of generation we have become. I'm old enough to remember slow things, and I myself now at my age, slow in some things also. I didn't have a phone until I was about six years old, and by having a phone, it wasn't mine. It belonged to the house. In fact, it was nailed to the house, to a wall, and it had a cord to the receiver so that we could hold it, and that was and still is for many of us older folks or people of a certain age the symbol of talking on the phone. The comedian said, what, what do our kids say? Well, I'm going to call you on the phone. But, you know, the cord would limit our moving around to about two feet. We couldn't go everywhere and all that. I remember reading about cordless phones coming. I remember reading about cell towers going up across the country so that we could have this thing called a cell phone. And, and I still remember the first lady I saw with a cell phone at Dillard's and she was shopping, and she was calling her daughter. We knew this lady. She was one of our neighbors. And she's saying, yes, it's a beautiful dress, and, and explained the dress. And I thought, how lucky. That's incredible. Of course, it was in a big bag, and the thing looked like a huge brick that she was talking on, but it was one of the first cell phones. Now, I'm also old enough to remember not having a television in our house until we could afford it. And I was probably about nine or ten years old. And by television, I'm referring to an old, old black and white picture on a TV that sat inside a wooden, yes, real wood box. <laughs> Coffee took several minutes to prepare. You had to heat the water up over the stove until it boiled. Then you made your coffee. And Real food also took a long time to, to prepare. Yes, I'm old enough to remember TV dinners being introduced. And first time I tasted it, I said, why? Why are these such a big deal? And I remember doctors would come to our house in their big black car with this huge black doctor's bag and this old stainless steel, or yeah, it had to be steel, uh, syringe to give penicillin shots to us regardless of what we were sick of and how I hated them. <laughs> but thanks be to God. That probably kept me and you alive. I remember being ecstatic about getting a letter in the mail. And that when I was and that was when I was in college in text were folded up, ripped out pages from our spiral notebooks that had urgent messages that concerned the class. But Lord help us if the teacher ever intercepted one of those texts. We were dead. <laughs> and by the way, dear friends, Amazon, as far as I know, is not working on such a delivery, but can it be afar off? Now, Paul is talking about living in the moment, guided and blessed by God. Paul is also saying, listen, my urgency is to get you to believe and talk about Jesus. But he was also keenly aware of those in his audience who were truly suffering, or their relatives were suffering, who were being killed for the sake of being believers. 
Yes, Paul's own church, the Jewish church, was hitting him and his followers hard. The government, the Roman government also, was not a fan of people not bowing down to Caesar, and their displeasure involved Christians being killed. Paul's message was, to sum it up, hang in there. Don't give up. In fact, Paul, Paul's message at first was, Jesus is coming soon. That was his immediate sermon. And as the years passed, people began to say, well, where's Jesus? I thought he was coming soon. And Paul had to kind of tweak his message and said, I'm not sure exactly when, but he is coming. In fact, this passage was to share that God will send Jesus because God is still in command. Like Jesus had been shared with him. He had that face-in-face meeting with Jesus, and so he got urgent in his preaching, get right with God, believe in his Son, and he became a messenger of hope. And this passage is about hope. Yes, some of us are suffering, and unfairly so, but God will come and take us with him. Be patient, don't give up. Our task, Paul stresses, is to wait with hope for God to act. Now, Paul has outlined where we stand in our relationship with God, and that is we are God's children. And as children, we're heirs of all the good things that God has promised. Our obligation is to live in the Spirit, not in the flesh. The flesh is weak. And weakness does not work well with patience. Think about that. Weakness does not work well with patience. In fact, Paul writes, that sort of weakness leads to death, but the Spirit is stronger, and it can grant us resurrection. The Spirit intercedes on our behalf and assures us that indeed we are God's children, and we can cry out to God with the greeting heard even today in Israel and in Jewish households, Abba, Father. It was such a joy to be in Jerusalem when we heard little ones holding their dad's hand saying, Abba, Abba. And it made me think of this passage and how Jesus addressed his father, Abba, Father. Now, dear friends, I don't know what you're going through, what sadnesses you've had lately. But whatever it is, we will be delivered from this momentary suffering into the eternal reward that is glory. Sadly, we don't hear many sermons on glory. Just today, Nellie and I were talking about what the food must be like in heaven. We were talking about our moms and uh, what food must be like. And at first I thought, well, I was thinking in spiritual terms. I thought, well, the delicious thing for me is just to be in the presence of God. I don't care about the food. I don't even care what kind of house God gives me. I'll take whatever little shack is there in heaven. And, and I even said to Nellie, I said, well, will there be food involved? And immediately I corrected myself. Yes, Jesus spoke of the great feast we will have once we are all together and whatever is served there, even if it's just bread and wine, or as Pastor Matt says, bread and juice, it will be delicious for we will be enjoying it with God and with those who have gone before us to be in that celebration. Our work now is to get more people to get ready to join us as believers. Let's pray. Loving God, bless us in our suffering with the gift of your presence and peace, and may it be translated into hope. Make us people of hope, the kind we can share with others. In Christ Jesus' strong and beautiful name we pray. 
Amen. Dear friend, thank you for tuning in. I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Here's your call to action. Be a person of hope to those who are suffering. Receive my blessings with joy and peace. And again, I tell you, I love you and I thank God for you. And indeed, may the Lord bless and keep you. Now get busy. I'm Pastor Eli Valverde.